All right, hello and welcome to another episode of As the Dinosons Turn. We've been in Portugal going on seven months now, and I think that reality has started to set in. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just when you move someplace, you have the, the nice shiny newness of it all. That's going to be true whether you're doing something drastic like we did or you're just moving you know, across town in the United States or you move to a different state or or whatever, reality sets in after a certain period of time. And I think we're at that point. Well, I think that there are several things in play right now. So the first is that we are supposed to close on an apartment on Tuesday, <laughs> which makes us very nervous because um, the most or the highest amount of a loan that is Americans you can qualify for is 80%. So all of our funds really wind up being tied up with that apartment. So that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, the mortgage itself is still less than it would be if it was in the United States. So we go back and forth there. Um, the kids, you know, like Jack is struggling with making sure his Portuguese is up to level or, you know, his he's got all new teachers this year. And they're like, well, after six months in Portugal, we'd expect him to be so much further along. So we've got to get him additional help. And and so I think that there are a couple of things that make you nervous. And, and you're like, is this really going to work? Um, and then there's always business stuff, too. And so I think that we have a lot of things in play. Um, there are so many things that I am grateful for. Um, and that I don't want to lose track of that. It's really hard when, when life happens and life is hard, you know, like sometimes it's just the last week and a half has been a lot. Um, Yeah. I think that, I think summertime and the kids not having school, let us live kind of as tourists almost. Oh yeah. For through the time their school started again in September and now it's like they go back to school. We, you and I have, were working in the summertime, but it's more like, okay, got to really buckle down now that school has started. I think that there's just a lot of things that have kind of happened all at once that I it probably would have happened in some fashion in the United States. I think it definitely would. I mean, you know, business is one of those things that it comes in spurts and is up and down sometimes and has hard decisions. Um, I think the question we have right now is how is this all really going to work? Um, it'd be one thing if business gets tight in the U.S., I can always pick up a job or do something else. And that's not easy to do here. And so what does that look like if we get to that point? Um, I think we have that question. But are we doing, like, we have this, are we doing our children a disservice by having them here? Are we doing the right things? Are we setting them up for success? And I think long-term we are. I think short-term it's difficult sometimes. We had to really have the conversation of what is it going to take to be here for at least six more months to get through this full year to really make it happen and commit to those things. And that was... That was an interesting conversation because while we might have our reservations and I know you definitely have your reservations, the kids are adamant that they don't want to go back, that they'll do whatever. They don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, 
that we've come too far, that there, things are just starting to kind of click, you know, that they haven't accomplished what they want to accomplish or we haven't accomplished what we want to accomplish yet. So I think that that's something for us to remember too. Like why, why did we do this in the first place? And reminding yourself that just because something is hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I think that's maybe it's a universal thing. It's certainly an American thing, at least a modern day American thing. Like, well, that's hard. So I'm just not going to do it. Or I got into it. It's hard. So I'm going to just give up and, and walk away. I think that sometimes that nags in my mind too. Of, well, yeah, maybe things have gotten a little more difficult, but the solution is to find an answer or the answer is to find us whatever. <laughs> The answer is to find a solution, not just to say, oh, well, I guess it's not going to work. What I love is that my English is starting to deteriorate at a level that that made perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I would say that, yeah, like it's it's not easy, but we we have to work together to find solutions. And we're having those conversations as to how those things are going to work. Like Jack's going to take additional Portuguese classes and needs to be more involved. They both do. So they start choir next week. It's time for that to like happen. And we signed Jack up for um, theater club in town. So he'll be part of the local theater troupe and, and making sure that he has ways where he has to use the language more. But also I think that this is one of those things where, I mean, with, when it comes to Jack, Jack is a highly introverted, introverted person. As a matter of fact, he is, as he says, I'm just like dad. Hmm. And I think he's right. He is. He's very much like, you know, he's very quiet, but he's not not because he doesn't have things to say, um, but because he's wondering if it's worth saying them. And then also you get into the point where people are like a minute to two minutes ahead of you in conversation. And you're like, is it worth pulling people back to where I was to add my two cents? Um but he also has always been a person who will never say something that doesn't have deep meaning for him. Like he's not a um, superfluous communicator. Let's put it that way. Right. And neither are you. And so I think that part of this is um, finding ways to grow and be the people that we are at the same time as becoming the people we are wanting to be. And so that's growth is hard. This is not, this is not easy. This is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's one thing if you are retired and have a lot of money, right? We've talked about this. You know, if you're not worried about kids or those types of things, I think that even that would be easier. We would figure that out in some way, shape or form. But at the same time, it's, I don't know how, um, I don't know how else to do it. Like this was, this is a good time for them to be able to have these conversations and to see what this looks like. And it's made us so much more of a closer family. And I think that's part of the reason why they don't want to go. Like we had, we literally had the conversation of, do we leave now? Um, and how do we make this determination? In large part, because we signed a contract on Tuesday and, and we're going to sign that contract. We decided that, yes, we're going to do that. So, well, you know, from a business doing what we're doing, I mean, we're not wealthy people. Mm. We're, we're pretty much normal middle-class Americans with middle-class American income and middle-class American credit card bills and yeah. stuff that we still have. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing this 
based on just income that comes in through my business. Right. And while everything's fine, it's like, well, there's always, it's kind of like being a farmer. What if it doesn't rain right. or something like that? Well, that, then you don't uh, harvest the crops and it's a bad year. And you start thinking about that long term when you're trying to project things. You know, there's not, there's what seems like is consistent income, but is it consistent income? How consistent will it, will it be? And how hard would it, will it be to make up for any changes in anything while we're in Portugal and still doing business in the United States? It certainly can be done. There's nothing about what I do where I have to be any particular place at all in well, the world. And, and we've been talking about that quite strategically and thinking about what are ways we can continue to ensure that the business is running as well as it can and that we are growing the business and offering, you know, the services that we expect to offer our clients, you know? Um, and so like we work really late into the evening to make sure that we are working at the same hours as U.S. business, you know, I mean, making sure that that happens and taking those calls and all of those things when you can. It also gives us, though, I think the opportunity to get a lot more done before we have to start talking to people, which is a good thing um, because we're awake and we're up around in the mornings before all that happens. Um, we will be coming back for part of tax season to be in the U.S. to meet with clients and to make sure that we are having those meetings and, and are able to have the conversations with clients and have the face-to-face -face time, which I think is important. And we've talked about that maybe Jason needs to go back more than that too. And he can do that if that needs to happen. And it's not as outrageously expensive as you would think it would be. So I, I think that we are, we've talked about those types of things. Um, but it is the projections, the, I need to control everything. What are the things that feel like they're out of my control and how do I feel like I'm in more control? And the things that feel like they're out of our control are all cultural <laughs> at this moment. Well, and I guess from a business standpoint, I mean, I think it's potentially easier when you either are wealthy and you've got a, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and so you don't have to worry about money coming in or you're a retiree and unless something blows up with your pension and it stops being paid or something, I mean, that money is always going to be there every year for as long as you're alive. And that's not how we operate because if we don't work and bring in money, we don't get paid and that would be true in the United States, too. I think that the difficult thing is if something were to change and we needed some extra money and an additional shot of cash, how do we get that here? I think it's easier in the U.S. Oh, well, you could even get a part. Either one of us could get a part time job somewhere easily in the U.S., whereas here. I mean, I, you can work. It's just that people really, you know, like when, when they put out positions, I was like, oh, there's a cake shop. I would love to work there. I'm like, but I'm not going to work 45, 50 hours a week, which is what they advertise for because that's a full-time position, right? Between 30 to 50 hours a week. And that's what people want. And that's the best way for them to get employees. And so I think that you're right. Like it just feels like it would be easier in a known system with our contacts sometimes. At the same time, I think that also what we're coming to is that um, 
this is going to be a growth, like we're going to have growing pains. And these are going to be things that we were going to have growing pains anyway, because there are parts of our lives that have to change or had to change because of burnout. And really for the well-being of our family and for our own relationship. And so the growing pains, I think, are things that we're working through here. Um, but they're good for us to deal with. We're going to have to deal with them. I still feel like the good outweighs the bad of being here. Like I really do. Um, well, and really the two things that have changed are we're closing on a house yep. that requires a 20% down payment, which means all of our money is All the gone. cushion's gone the and cushion that makes you nervous, gone. right? And then, you know, Jack's school and some of the experiences with school and I think those two things hit at the same time, which has caused some more introspection, I guess. Right. And I think that, quite frankly, um, because Jack is such an introvert, he knows way more than than what his teachers are giving him credit for or who have ever been seen. They haven't even evaluated yet. They're three weeks in. So we're at a very different part of the term than than others. But he's not going to talk off the cuff and it takes him a while to process things. And that's just who he is. So we'll work and support on all of those pieces, but we found what we think is a solution to help give him additional supports. But also if we get to the end of this term and they're like, yeah, he's just not really going to make it, then we're going to do an online homeschool type of thing and he'll take Portuguese classes and work on other things. Like we have options there. Um, the, the, uh, gosh, the flies are like crazy today. They've been cutting down all of the, um, the vines. And so it's stirring up all of the bugs. So all the grapevines are coming down for fall. So it's like, good grief. Um, I would say as far as not having the cushion right there, that makes us nervous at the same time. I think that we're still doing better and we're living within our means really well here, which is something that I think in the U.S. we were definitely not doing. And I think even with closing on the apartment and having, you know, $200 more or 200 euro more a month to go to housing, we'd still be well within our means. So um, I think that it's just the, the nerves. It's nerves. And, and then, you know, reminding yourself, like I said before, of not doing kind of the stereotypical modern day American thing. And I know you talked about this with your students, the, uh, oh, what is it? Resiliency. And yeah. like, it's hard. So don't just stop because it's hard. Yeah. And we're at the point now where life is busy and there are things that are hard um, and there are decisions to be made and they feel like very permanent decisions, even though they're not. Um, and that's because things take so long here. So to be clear, we made an offer on this apartment in May and we're just now closing on it. So that lets you know how long all of this has taken and all of this stuff kind of came down <laughs> 24 hours, like all within itself. And so I think that that was a lot to process. Um, very glad though, that we're at a different place in communication as a family to say, here are the things that we're worried about and here are the things that we're thinking. And, and this is what this is going to mean. And so having conversations with the boys too, like food prices and things are changing here, just like they are in the United States that, you know, hey, you know, your chicken nuggets that you love are now 13 euros for a bag. So we're going to have to do things a little bit differently. And you don't like it when I make them homemade ones and tough. 
because it's that or none. Um, and, and they're like, oh, okay. Or, you know, like, yeah, you're not a big fan of rice. And Tyler's like, it has no taste. I'm like, well, that's why you put a curry on top of it. And he like looks horrified. And I'm like, but we're going to try these new things. Like you're going to try these new things, the things that we eat, um, because it's all produce and all of those things too. So I think we're all in a growth pattern right now in a growth spurt. I think the other piece of it is there are things that we would normally be doing this time of year to bring us comfort and celebration that we can't do and haven't been able to do because Halloween is not celebrated here really. And so there are, there are a couple of costumes and things cause there's a witchcraft or a witch festival, a town over that we'll go and visit. But, um, it definitely is not Halloween. Like we're not, putting out pumpkins and all those things. As a matter of fact, pumpkins are very different here. I actually haven't seen like one that looks like a real pump, like a pumpkin, like a pie pumpkin and things like that from home. Um, we finally found mom's once at the grocery store. I took a picture of it today because it's the first sign of fall that we've seen besides that the um, grapevines are coming down and everything's turning red. So it feels very different than the time of year that we really enjoy. And so I think that's another piece of where we are. We're like, well, what is this even going to look like? Um, and we don't know. And so it's also making new things and, and trying, trying to create traditions or keep hold of some of the things that you really love and that mean a lot to you, but incorporate new. So it's just, it's been a lot lately. It has been a lot. I don't know, like, and, but there have been some good victories and stuff too. Like you're progressing really well in your Portuguese classes. Tyler is an active part of his WhatsApp group at school and they are hysterically funny and having a great time. Um, my therapy is going well and I love the pottery um, studio where I'm taking my classes. I found a group and I'm joining a stitch and bitch group that meets for the first time on Monday the 16th. I'm excited. It's a whole bunch of expats. We're getting together at a coffee shop and we're going to stitch and bitch for an hour and I can hardly wait. Um, and so you've got a men's group that will start in a couple of weeks and the boys are starting activities and Jack is you know, hysterically funny and having a good time with comments and having conversations, little bits about football with the people that he goes to school with, or at least in saying things and they're realizing that he actually knows something. It's been fun. And we have a lot of great, meaningful family time. Yeah, I think that it's not bad. It sounds bad. I think it's hard. But yeah, it's hard. I think it gets back to the you know, the grass is never going to be greener on the mm -hmm. other side. Not really. There's trade-offs to everything that you do. And just because something is hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And if we move, like I know a lot of people say, I'm getting out of Iowa, I'm moving to Minnesota. Well, there'd probably be the short-term rush of, oh, there's things that I, you know, politically... I like better, but I like political. I like Minnesota a lot, but <laughs> at some point, probably about six months in, you'll be like, well, I don't like this. I hate the Minnesota. cold. So Minnesota is not on my I list. I hate that it's cold or I don't like the way people drive or I don't like whatever. You'll come up with a list of things that you don't like Everybody because that's just does. how it works. No right. matter where you go, it's going to be, I don't like this about this place. Yeah, and, and, and so I think that we have to think about that, too, when we say, well, 
how long do we want to stay here? Is this a place we want to be? Well, you know, we move back to Iowa. We'll have a short-term rush of, oh, we're back home, we're back familiar. And then six months later, it'll be, oh, why did we leave? Exactly. And so, and so I, really, I think that when, you're, when you are considering doing something like this, it really is, where are you going to have fewer regrets? And that's the kind of conversations we've been having. Like, okay, this is hard, but are we going to, like, what are the lessons we're teaching our kids? And then also, like, are we going to have regrets? Where would we regret? And I don't feel like we've done half the things we wanted to do when we got here. In large part, because we're still waiting on Jack's cartel de ciudadano, his citizenship, like his residency card um, that was supposed to be here by... I don't know, the end of August, they still don't have it because Seth is a disaster and is going to be replaced with something else. And so we're still waiting on that card. We haven't even been able to drive the border to Spain. And, you know, there are things that we want to be able to go and do and take the time to do it. And I think that um, we are really trying to consider this is hard. Here are the things that we can do. We're going into problem solving mode. Um, and trying not to have knee-jerk reactions, though I would say we still know that we might have to move back at some point. And so we've been talking about what happens, like what would that look like? What would the threshold be of we have to move back? And it really is about business and, and family at the same time. It's both. So I think that making sure that we've got things, our ducks in a row, and we're all working as hard as we can is important. But we do acknowledge that this is going to be hard. And every few months, we're going to have the check-in time of how are things going? Like, what do we do? Do we put this on the market right now for the apartment since it takes five or six months to close our sales? You'd have to sell it first and it would have Mm -hmm. to find a buyer and then... It's an it's extremely three, three to five months after slow, that. Oh, yeah, extremely slow process. Unless you're paying cash for something. Again, this is what we said. So there are some things that if you wanted to do this and you're like, oh, I've got money, no problem, then you're going to have different issues or problems than we right. are. And that's how it works in the U.S. too, though. If you can buy a house with cash, you just do it. Right. Well, and, and you know, even my, my mom asked, are would we have been better off being someplace that has more of an expat community in some respects, maybe, but maybe not because it's so much more expensive to live there. So I think that would increase stress in a lot of different ways. And while we might have some more connections, I think we finally though, we're at the point where we feel comfortable enough to take advantage of the connections that are around us. I think literally the first six months when you do something like this, you're in survival mode Um, imagine that you're on a study abroad, you're in your hiatus mode, like you're like, oh, everything's so wonderful. You never get past that honeymoon phase and you're not living in the quote unquote real world all of the time, right? And so we've gone past the honeymoon phase. Um, We are, have been and are living in the real world and that, you know, trying to make all of those things work. It's not going to be easy, but we still feel like it's worth it. Well, and based on our financial situation, you know, we could, even if we lived in a place with expats, we can't do what so many of them do and send kids to private school for $20,000 a year. Our kids have to go to public school and struggle. Or (sighs) we did find the more affordable online American school 
that there was an expat who suggested to you. Right. And that would work and is not, that's something that's not a problem for us. Right. But as far as here in the country, it's either private school at 15 to 20,000 a year or public schools. Well, there's public schools. There's smaller, like Portuguese private schools, which are generally Catholic schools. And they're still a few thousand, 4,000 euro a year. And the nearest one from us is still 40 minutes away. Um, and then there's the international schools and international schools really are expensive. Um, and they're also not always successful. I mean, we found several people who sent their child to international school and they've not been successful in the transition. And so that's, this is where we have conversations. I would say though, that, um, networking, all the networking we've been doing, I think is really important because it also is giving us a place to say, I don't know what to do here. You know, what do I do? What's the question here? And then people actually are saying, oh my God, we just did this. Um, and so it's nice. There's a, there's a cohort of us that are right around that same time um, that are, you know, like there are some that are eight or nine months in and we're like six, seven months in. And then we have people who are a little bit behind us. So we just start sharing the love. And I think that that makes a big difference. But Braga is really our, our town and our area. And I can't imagine us living anywhere else. I think we would have hated it. That would have made it really easy to go because culturally we are definitely, we, we fit where we are. It's definitely closer to home. I think Lisbon would have been overwhelming. Yeah. I think that we just would have made our, our community much smaller than what it is. Like we would have, we would have lived within a few block radius of where we were, you know, and I think that's fine, but it's not what we were looking for. So I guess the main message, and maybe this is more directed at us, yeah. is just don't be naive about things. I don't think we were. I think I we knew we that this either. would happen. You know, when you talk to people and they're like, I'm going to move. Well, think about it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. Just be realistic. As the dentist said to you about the mouth guard, mouth guard it's, it's not a panacea. That's it's the not. Word. Isn't that literally the word he used? That is the literal word that he used. This is not a panacea. You still have to do the work and you still have to find ways to relieve stress and deal with some of the things that you were dealing with before. I would say we've been much more successful at that here, though, than we were in Iowa. Um, and that there are a long list of things that we, we've improved that we will never give up if we ever do have to move back. Um, and that will be a really hard decision because no one wants to do it. Um, we know it's a good poss it's a possibility. We could look at each other maybe in a year and say we've done what we accomplished, but we're we're in it now and things are starting to kind of get in a groove and feel like it's right, but it's a definite scary commitment process right now. And there's a lack of control uh, that we already always have had. We've mm -hmm. always had that lack of control, but it becomes infinitely more apparent when you're in a culture that is not your own. That's true. And I think that that's one of the things that you have to, you have to let go of. Um, so I'd say, you know, keep on keeping on is where we are. And I do believe that we're doing all of the right things and that we are having the good conversations um, and that we're where we meant to be at the moment. Um, so working hard, that's what we're doing over here. Yep. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll be a little bit more upbeat and let you know how things are, but we're nervous. 
because um, we've got a closing on Tuesday. And we even get to move in, <gasps> not until December, because we're going to get back to the people who own it now so they can do renovations on a house that, that they're trying to move into. And so it's one of those things, too, where you're like, okay, we'll just uh, make it work and see how it goes. Yep. All right. I think this is episode number 20 for us. Wow. So. Sorry, y'all. You're, you're getting it. Blow by blow. <laughs> but I think that it also provides a good window into the realities of of moving. I mean, our last two episodes were our five things we wish that we had known before we moved and the five things that we're glad of mm -hmm. since we moved. I think that some of that helps to hopefully open a few eyes about the realities of it. It's not good or bad. It's just the realities of what happens when you move. And Absolutely. same thing with this episode. It's just the realities of, if it wasn't these things, it would be something else. Absolutely. And I think that it's all give and take. You just have to decide where your priorities are and what are the things you want to spend your time on. And and we're spending our time working to create our family life the way we would like it to be. And we also acknowledge there are things out of our control. And we're throwing the dice and we shall see how it goes. It's amazing how easily we can dispense this worldly knowledge to other people. <laughs> and yet I'm having <laughs> panic attacks and you are too. Or like going, oh my God, what are we going to do? I think that you haven't seen us in the middle of this. You've seen us as we've processed quite a bit. And that makes a big difference. Lots of processing. Um, and messages to my therapist and conversations with family and my mom and, and all of the processing we've already done. We know it's not going to be easy. And we also know that there is a good possibility we're going to have to move back. Um, and if we do, we've had conversations as to what that would look like as far as where. And now we just have to see how things go and if we have to go with plan B or not. Yep. All right, well, join us again next time on another episode of As the Dinosaurs Turn.